Welcome to the Dive In Movie Cast, a film podcast where two unqualified critics give their opinions and try and differentiate themselves from every other podcast out there. My name is Hayden. And I'm Wesley. And on this week's episode, we got a one-way ticket to Hamilton. Yeah, baby, Hamilton. Hayden, I have a question for you before we get started with this episode. Yeah, what's up? How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by providence and poverty and squalor grow up to be a hero, hero and, and a scholar? scholar. <laughs> I had to write down the lyrics because I didn't know them all perfectly. But. <laughs> so yeah. on the, we're back together now in person after everything. I mean, everything has been going on for the last few months. We've been recording over Zoom and, and, and Skype. And now we're finally okay to be back in person and recording our show. So it's great to have you back in physical presence for this episode. Yeah, it's it's a lot nicer to be in physical presence. Like, doing it over Skype was fine. We made it work. Um, but there's something different about being together and being able to talk uh, like this. And we can kind of come back at each other a little quicker and that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, everything's still kind of going on around the world. But here in Nova Scotia, our restrictions have been lifted a little bit. We're able to gather in larger groups which is nice um but it's important to remember that this stuff is still going on and that you can do everything um that you can to stop the spread and all that stuff wear a mask do all those things Mm -hmm. we've uh we've certainly got it a lot easier over here in in nova scotia just some place i mean there's still a couple cases that have been popping up and everything so it's not over it's a stupid thing to say but it's certainly a lot uh, less bad here than it is in some of the other places in Canada and, you know, definitely the United States. So it's nice to be able to have the the restrictions easing up a little bit over here for us for the summer. Yeah, and the sadness of Broadway not being open until 2021, which I just learned today, um, is, it's very upsetting. Um, but luckily, Disney Plus is like, hey, why don't you watch Hamilton? There's positives to everything because Hamilton actually wasn't supposed to come out in this format, like on Disney Plus, for another I think eighteen months is what I remember seeing online. Like Hamilton wasn't supposed to come out until like a year and a half from now. But then with Broadway being closed down, I think they realized like, hey, this is like the one time where this is not going to compete with the actual Broadway Hamilton. Yeah. So I think it's probably the best bet that they released it now. Yeah, definitely, and and especially with like, I mean, this musical is old. It's from twenty sixteen, but at the same time, like it's still beloved and. Uh, I was it. I don't know if it was still running on Broadway when Corona happened and all that stuff. I believe it was. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's been running for a while. Um, I mean, obviously not with the original cast, uh, but it has surpassed many awards and is renowned all over the world. Just to list off some of the awards that it has gotten um, for its original Broadway production, it got. 11 Tonys in 2016, uh, including Best Musical, Best Choreography, and Best Orchestrations. Um, And it also got a Grammy in 2016 for the Best Musical Theater Album. And that is not even, that's scratching the surface of the amount of awards that this show has won. Like, a ridiculous amount of awards. And it shows, after watching it, I was like, my brain, my brain's gone. It just exploded. I'm not, a, I'm not a big theater person, but I, I do know a little bit about the Tonys, and I know that if you win 11 Tonys, that's certainly a big deal. Yeah. So. Especially for the fact, I think it was like a nominated for 14, actually, and only won 11. I might be wrong on that, though. I can't only. 
Only one eleven Only. out of fourteen. A measly eleven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's an amazing musical. I loved it so much. I have fond memories of this. As I was doing a little research um, on Hamilton, I watched a couple of interviews with Lin Manuel Miranda, the writer of uh, Hamilton, and one of the things he said was that he grew up on Broadway listening to soundtracks. Like that's how he grew up on Broadway. Uh, musicals and all that stuff and so I totally understand that because I remember being a counselor at Christian camp and we would wake kids up to this soundtrack Hamilton there was a guy um, and he had like a amp in his cabin and so we just be it'd be time for cabin time which is like an hour in the day where you can like clean the cabin and just chill whatever and I'd go over to his cabin and I'd sit in it and we'd listen to this soundtrack and back then I was like Ah, man, I don't really listen to this stuff. And now I'm like, it must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Just jamming out to it. Um, So I think it's really cool how it's stood for so long and lasted the testament of time that now four years after it's been made, it's out on Disney Plus and everyone's like, yes, more Hamilton, please. Yeah, Hamilton is like one of the biggest sensations of the decade. I would put it up there with Game of Thrones. And, you know, like when it comes to that's not talking about the quality of comparing Hamilton and Game of Thrones, but just when you think of things that just captivated an entire uh, group of people just beyond anybody's comprehension, Hamilton is certainly up there. Like it was it was so big. And honestly, I am one of the people who I didn't really know much about Hamilton until relatively recently. Like I knew it was a musical. I knew a lot of people loved it. I knew it was about history and that is about it. I knew the Obamas really liked it. Yeah, but I mean that's really it for me in regards to prior uh, previous experience with Hamilton, and so I remember when I seen it was coming out on Disney Plus, I got really excited, and you got really excited that we could now do an episode on this, and I'm yeah, I'm I'm glad I loved it as much as I did. Yeah, this is kind of my baby. This is the only we've been talking about movies for like months now, and now this is the first theater thing we're doing, and I'm like, <gasps> yeah, Hamilton. This, this episode is the Wesley Giffen special. <laughs> um. But uh, let's let's get into Hamilton a little bit. Uh, so this version that had been recorded and released to Disney Plus was with the original Broadway cast, I believe. Um, and so we've got some amazing names, such as Lin Manuel Manuel Miranda, our first man. Um, he wrote this musical. He plays Alexander Hamilton and does an amazing job at it. Might I say? Uh, we also have Leslie Odom Jr., who plays Aaron Burr, Chris Jackson, who plays George Washington, David Diggs, who plays Lafayette, and Thomas Jefferson. Really quickly, love David Diggs. He's amazing. Yeah, we, we got to give him a little shout-out. We feel like the same way for David Diggs we do like Lakeith Stanfield. We we stand David Diggs. <laughs> Let me just put it out there. Um, it, we we love him so much. He's doesn't – and bleh. He does an amazing job in Blind Spotting, mm-hmm. um, which is a movie you should check out because that's a great one. Uh, he also has a previous career in rap. He makes his own music. Uh, he's with a music group called Clipping for a bit. I think he's still with them. I don't know. Um, he also has done like a lot of other music stuff. He made a song in U- in Zootopia. He's uh, got credits for that. And he also plays uh, Helen in Central Park. Uh, I've been looking up Central Park. I haven't started watching Central Park yet. Have you? Do you know what Central Park is? I do not. Central Park is a um, it's an animated show on Apple TV right now, um, and it's produced by Josh Gad. Okay. 
Um, and it's got the Bob's Burgers animation style. Okay, cool. And it's it's a musical partially and a lot of stuff like that. And I didn't even realize that he was Helen. Helen is like an, the old servant to this. Essentially, he plays an old lady, the mother of some – I think it's the mother. I can't remember. Anywho, plays an old lady in this who's a servant to essentially the villain of our story. And it makes so much more sense now because, like, she's rapping. I'm like, sounds so familiar. Like, where is that from? Um, then you realize it's him. And then I realize it's Davy Diggs. Uh, but, yeah, he's amazing. Love him so much. Uh, anywho, back to who else is on the cast. We have Anthony Ramos as Lawrence and Philip Hamilton, who's also our main character from In the Heights. Yep. In the Heights is coming out. So excited for In the Heights. When it eventually comes out. In the Heights is uh, it's a real sad one for me because I saw the trailer back in theaters uh, before this all happened and I got so excited for it because, you know, every once in a while I get hit with the musical that just totally grabs me. Like, musicals, I love them, but I wouldn't say they're my thing. Like, I, I, I do enjoy a lot of musicals, but they're not like my first genre or anything. And when I saw the trailer for In the Heights, I got so excited. And yeah, now we have to wait like a whole extra year on top of it already being with everything that happened with COVID, we were all really excited to get out to theaters and see it, and now it got delayed. So it this is a summer movie in the Heights, I think, so I'm excited to actually see it in the summer. I'm glad they chose to delay it for a year rather than just be like, yeah, it's coming out in January. Yeah. You know, because it just wouldn't fit the time of the year. Like, I'm willing to wait a year, I guess. But anyways, back to the cast. Yeah, Um. back to the cast. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry about this pronunciation of this name. I don't even – we looked it up before we started this. I don't even remember it at this point. It is Okret on Adawan. I don't know. I really don't know. I seen online that he just um he knows that his name is, you know, on the harder side to pr- pronounce. So a lot of people just call him Oak. And at first he hated that, I think he said. Like growing up people would call him Oak Tree and he hated that, but a lot of people just shorten it to Oak because it's a lot easier to say. So I think for uh, continuity's sake, we are going to refer to him as Oak if we yeah. if we bring up his name. So just putting that out there. So Oak plays uh, Hercules Mulligan and James Madison, and he does a great job at that as well. Uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry, who is uh, a great actress. She is the mother in Waves, which is a great movie. Um, she plays Angelica and has pipes made of like absolute 24 karat gold like mm-hmm. wow um i did not know she had this musical ability and then she just kills it uh we also have philippa sue i believe that's how i say her name she plays eliza in this and she also does a great job um she almost made me cry i'm not even gonna lie a couple people on this soundtrack almost made me cry yeah there were some really great songs that just hit me right in the feels and then we also have the amazing uh jonathan groff as king george Spitster McGee. Dude. <laughs> Yo, my, my favorite trending search right now on the internet is Jonathan Groff spit. I know. When, when Hamilton came out, that was just like all over Twitter. Everybody was just talking about the he, spit. He it just gets really into the performance. I like it a lot. And it just, mm, the spit comes out. Yeah. You sometimes just get that committed. Um, my, my brother was telling me that like, you know, obvi- obviously with Broadway, the passion is going really intensely in those moments. So spit in shows like that isn't that weird it's just when you get a 4k master of a close-up shot of their face where the spit is, is now weird yeah it nobody in the crowd is, is noticing that yeah no one's gonna notice the little bit of spit that comes out of your mouth but when they do the close-up of your face as spit just shoots out of your mouth it's a little noticeable yeah um, it's a little different but if you 
have already seen this, then you know that the casting, I want to talk about this a little bit, the casting, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda has made this clear that he wanted to cast people of color for this, um, not only to make up for the lack of diversity that is in American history, but also these are amazing people who uh, did such a good job, and they just sell the performance so well. Like, I could not see any other person... Um, playing these characters, even though other people do, because it's a Broadway show, and obviously that stuff gets recast. Um, but it's just amazing how uh, he essentially takes this idea of all these white founding fathers with their wigs and stuff, and breaks it down completely into this diverse cast of people who rap about politics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool, and I love how he makes it I, I was watching a review for the for it, and someone said, I think they said along the lines of like, um, he essentially takes this boring idea of politics and gives it to us in a format we're used to today of mm-hmm. rap. Yeah, and it's really cool to see all these people just rap their hearts out, sing their hearts out to all these songs, uh, and really just kill it on stage. Yeah, Lynn brings a lot of fresh air to something that nobody really wants to talk about. I mean. People hate talking about history, and people hate talking about politics in particular, and taking the premise of America then and telling it through the lens of America now, which is how they advertise this movie, I think is the, is the, is the tagline mm-hmm. for the movie, that is the best way to do it, and I think arguably the only way to tell this story is to take these people who are, you know, aren't the greatest people, and to just tell a story of history, and they're not necessarily ignoring the events that have happened in the past, but... It's less of a priority with all these people of color playing these uh, characters and everything. I don't know. I feel like some people could view Hamilton as controversial in 2020, but I don't think that's what its goal was. I think it's actually the opposite by casting these people of color in in, a, in roles where you would never originally imagine them. I think it is counteracting the idea of, of that, you know? Yeah, I think um, what this musical does really well is it takes these historical characters – um, and makes it their own. Like, there's a difference from when you read about George Washington in a history book, and then you see this character of George Washington being played on stage. Yeah. Um, it's almost as if they're taking these characters, and it's half of them's real, but half of them's... You would never see them in this scenario. You wouldn't see them in this situation. Um, I'm sure Thomas Jefferson wasn't this crazy... Uh, like out loud, awesome, cool, like yeah. running around kind of dude. Um, to put it this way, I'm sure Thomas Jefferson wasn't David Diggs. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's it's really interesting because we see these characters in this new environment, reacting to these things that they wouldn't react to, rapping about how they feel. Um, it's it's this totally different genre that uh, Lin Manuel Miranda is able to. Uh, put this historical lens on and see, okay, how can we um, tell the story of Alexander Hamilton in a fun way that is still um, discussing the things he did, the wrongdoings he did, and the great things he did for America Mm -hmm. in a way that is relatable for the rest of America now. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure no one would have liked it if it was a musical and they sang in like Baroque style music where they're like, (laughs) I can tell you. And I I signed the Declaration of Independence. I would not have watched Hamilton if if that's what we would have been getting. getting. Um, Exactly. 
Lin-Manuel Miranda is very specific, too, when talking about these characters. When he is talking about, you know, Thomas Jefferson, he specifically describes him as our Thomas Jefferson character. He doesn't say Thomas Jefferson the way that we portray him. Or he's so, like, it is not Thomas Jefferson. We're not watching Thomas Jefferson at any point. We're watching David Diggs play Thomas Jefferson. And he is a caricature of some of the events that have transpired and some of the things that Thomas Jefferson did and a few traits of him. But that's mainly it. It is. It's mainly just a name for for a very different person of who Thomas Jefferson actually was, and that applies to a lot of people in this in this musical. Yeah, I think that's a super important thing to remember is that these this isn't historically accurate at all. There's <laughs> going to be some stuff that's wrong. Um, there's no way they could get it historically accurate and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like that's just it. And so yeah, it's a trade off for people who are like, oh man, Hamilton isn't historic historically accurate. It's like I get it. I totally understand that because. They. This is not a story of like American politics. Like mm-hmm. this isn't the. If you want to learn about American politics, you can't watch Hamilton and be like, okay, I know everything I'm, I'm, now. Yeah, is that's not realistic. Um, and so these are characters. These aren't the real people. These are the characters that get played. And I think uh, Lin Manuel does a really good job at forming these characters and having fun with them while still um, focusing on. Alexander Hamilton and the crazy things he did to make um, essentially make America mm-hmm. the nation that it is today. And if you did watch Hamilton and you were thinking, I'd like to see a more historically accurate version of this, I'd like to see it told how it actually was. There is a TV show. Sorry, just... There is uh, a TV show? Yeah, just stop there. That's it? <laughs> I, I don't know what it's called, uh, so I can't help you there. You'll have to look into it. But there is a show with all these characters or with everybody, and it, it basically tells the same story that Hamilton is telling through, you know, like an actual acted out, like, TV series lens of it. So you can watch that if you thought, I don't like musicals, so I'm going to move on. But that being said, we do love musicals, so exactly. Hamilton was perfect. Um, anywho, let's talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda as a person. Um, so Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote this show. He starred in it. Uh, he's amazing. He's really talented. I love him. Um, but let's just talk about like his history. So, um, he, before all this Hamilton stuff, uh, he has a long history of freestyle rapping before any of this. Um, he essentially made a show called the freestyle love Supreme, which was an off Broadway show. I don't know if it got on Broadway or not, by the way. Ooh, really quickly. Here's some Broadway terms that I will use. Just so no one gets confused. I'm learning as well. I don't know any of these. <laughs> Off-Broadway and on-Broadway. Well, I won't say on-Broadway. It would really just be like Broadway. Um, Off-Broadway are the shows that essentially get played on Broadway, but not on like the main Broadway stage you're thinking of. It's like smaller stages that are um, – it's essentially like these shows are made by the people who are on Broadway and doing that kind of stuff, but they aren't shown on that stage. They right. aren't an actual Broadway production. They're an off-Broadway production. And on Broadway or anything like that is like the main Broadway show, uh, which is Hamilton for most cases I'll be talking about. Um, but yeah, so he made, had an off-Broadway show called Freestyle of Supreme where him and like guest stars and stuff like that would go on and do these like freestyle raps or probably choreograph stuff too. I don't know a whole lot about it. I couldn't really uh, find a whole lot of things about the performances and not a whole lot of it's recorded. I could be wrong. I just couldn't find that. So... He's done that. Uh, he also did that with Chris Jackson and David Diggs. He's been on that a couple times. So Lin-Manuel Miranda went to um, university in Connecticut at the Wesleyan University. 
And that's where he wrote Into the Heights in his sophomore year. Um, Imagine the flex of writing something like In the Heights in your sophomore year. Literally. And so he wrote In the Heights uh, in his sophomore year. That ended up um, doing an off-Broadway run as well. And then it eventually made it to Broadway. And he was nominated, Into the Heights was nominated for 11 Tonys. Um, It only won four, but that included Best Musical. So that's another impressive Tony win. Like, Hamilton's not even his first Tony win. Like, he's already had one. He's just collecting them. Um, and and uh, Lin-Manuel has also been working for Disney a lot on a lot of Disney films. I just learned this today. Really interesting. Um, he worked on films such as Moana. He was making music in Moana. Um, he also made music for The Force Awakens. Uh, when they go to wherever that smuggler's places at the end of that movie yep. uh, with the girl with the glasses yeah, and yeah. then they finally find the um, the lightsaber. The music in there is his kind of homage to the Moss Eisley Cantina music. Um, he also voices uh, Gizmo Duck in the new DuckTales reboot. And Ooh, he, that one's dope. Yeah. I, on, let me be honest with you. I've been watching some clips from the new DuckTales reboot. I love it. Just because, A, Abed Nadir is in it. Is it out? Community. Oh, yeah. It's been. It's like a Disney X, uh, like, uh, Disney XD show. Right. Um, and so uh, I love – I've been watching some of it. It's really funny. There's also a point where Donald Duck, since no one can understand him, they give him, like, this microchip so that people can understand him. And he's voiced by – um by uh, – Oh, what's his name? What's the actor's name? He plays the uh, Iron Patriot in uh, Iron Man. Uh, what's his name? Oh, man. Oh, um, it starts with a C. This sucks. We both know it. <laughs> Moving it's on. like something... Uh, Don, Don, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. It's Don Cheadle. Okay, there you there go. There it is. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's, so Don Cheadle voices Donald Duck in that for just like a little bit. It's really funny. Um, but, anywho, back to Lin-Manuel. He has also been in Mary Poppins Returns. As the um, as the kind of like light key, the chimney sweep after Bert, essentially his protege, and he's also in the Rise of Skywalker. He does music for the Rise of Skywalker, but he's also just a random rebel thrown oh, in there as an extra. That's one you could have left out. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh come on, I'm man! He's what made that movie. I actually saw him and I was like, okay, this movie's better now. Yeah, his presence um, alone. <laughs> but he he has done a lot of stuff like. I want to say he's nonstop because he's been writing musicals since his sophomore year of college, which is insane. Um, he's really doing a lot of great things, and he's got the brain of a genius when it comes to making these, like, just the lyrics to some of these songs and the characters he creates, and I love it. I love it a lot. Oh, you forgot to mention um, he is also working on The Little Mermaid oh, yeah. with, with David Diggs. Uh, who's playing Sebastian, which is a miniature Hamilton reunion, and is also I'm hoping that's going to be really good because you know some of Disney's track records with some of the remakes, not so great. Mm. But I think they're looking to take Little Mermaid in a in a new sort of inventive route. So I'm hoping they do that. I can't wait for David Diggs to start going. The seaweed is always green. <laughs> It'll be great. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, so Lin Manuel Miranda has been doing some really cool things. Um, and he, I think Hamilton was really his big breakout moment where everyone started to know who he was. Mm -hmm. Um, and after in the, in the Heights, I think people will love him even more because I'm so excited for that movie. If you haven't seen the trailer for that movie, go watch it. It Amazing. It looks like a fusion between like 
La La Land and Hamilton. It essentially does look like a. I would say I would say La La Land and um, uh, West Side Story. Yeah, or yeah. maybe like Rent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got that. It's got that very much of uh, like the streets are filled with music and all that stuff. That kind of feel. So I'm really excited for it. And it's it's very um. What's the word I'm looking for? It's very magical, I guess I can say. Yeah, yeah. It feels very magical. It's it's a very real location, but it feels like a very magical and wonderful movie with a lot of motion and driven in it too. So I'm really excited for that. I cannot wait for that movie. And it also stars our man Anthony Ramos as the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be very exciting to see once it finally comes out. But Hamilton. Ooh. I want to talk about why Hamilton is so good and yeah. why Hamilton is for everyone. Yeah, we kind of discussed like Lin Manuel and, and his career and, and things like Hamilton, but in specific, let's dive into into Hamilton a bit. This episode, I think, is going to be a bit longer, and that is okay. I think it is. I think that's okay. So here's your warning now because we're just starting to talk about Hamilton. Just uh, like Hamilton, how it was three hours. This is going to be three hours. No, I'm just kidding. It's yeah, just going to be a long. We're about to record the longest podcast ever. 24 hours. Let's go. <laughs> no. I, I would fall asleep. <laughs> just halfway through the episode, you just get... I'm like Wesley. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Hamilton. I guess the best way to describe Hamilton is that it is essentially a historical hip-hop musical. Mm-hmm. And that's a very weird genre to put it in. I don't think there's anything else like it. Um, and I think that niche genre that it gets put in kind of turns people off a little bit until they see it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, well, I don't really like history. Or, oh, I don't really like hip-hop. Or I'm not a big musical fan. So they're like, oh, maybe I just won't like it because I don't like um, one aspect of it. But I would argue that this show does an amazing job at taking all three aspects and having them complement each other. The history complements the hip hop, the hip hop complements the musical, the musical complements the history, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. It does a very good job at really um, taking all three genres, mixing them together and giving them Hamilton, giving you this amazing show. Yeah. And it, it really does fuse, like, all these genres of music from, like, traditional show tunes to, like, hip-hop to, like, jazz. It's, it's got everything. And, yeah, that's one thing it really does right is the fact that I'm sitting in my car driving to work singing these songs where I'm, like, rapping about Alexander Hamilton and, like, George Washington. And I'm like, I would never would have thought that this would be... I'm, like, Canadian sitting here rapping about American history in my car. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the fact that, first off, it's very important to note how good the music is aside from being a part of a musical and aside from the history it's telling like they're genuinely good songs that are put together well with very great lyrics and and composition on the music it's like it's important to note how good the music is separate from what Hamilton is yeah definitely and like the music like I was saying earlier it's so important for the music to be like that that's how a lot of people find out about Broadway is or like shows on Broadway is from the music like Mm -hmm. I found out about Company uh, from Marriage Story because I heard the songs and the soundtrack or how like I listen to stuff like Chicago or things like that, you know? And so the soundtrack is amazing. Um, but let's talk a little about, a bit about the... Hi- I kind of want to break this down into its three core um, things, which is the history, the hip-hop, and the music. Right. And so 
Let's talk a bit about history. Let's do a little history lesson up in here. Um, so we have this amazing story of one of the founding fathers of America um, becoming the man who we know today as Alexander Hamilton. Um, now, here's the one thing I will say about it. It's not all historically accurate like we're talking about. It, there's going to be some stuff wrong. Right. Um, but it's just really fun and awesome to see these characters be put into these situations and respond the way that they do. Um, and so just as a little bit of true and false history digging here, I'm just going to bring up some um, main points that are not correct, that okay. are from the musical that are just incorrect to history. Right. There is so much more. I'm just scratching the surface. But here's a couple things that uh, I think people should know that the musical has changed. So first, um, this is true that Hamilton was born out of wedlock. Like, uh, And it's also true that he was an immigrant. He was from the West Indies. And so um, he is literally a bastard and an orphan and uh, son of a whore and a Scotsman. Exactly how they say it. <laughs> um, so he's, the, all that stuff's true. Um, Hamilton was an uh, abolitionist, so he did want to get rid of slavery. He just didn't voice it as much as like uh, it is in the musical. In real life, it's he is against it, but he did. I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, he married into a slave owning family, and he did do some slave trade transactions. Um, yeah, I remember seeing it. It was something that made him uncomfortable. But yeah, at the time, there's. If he had reacted, it may have just gone poorly for him. But I, I do remember seeing, and obviously I wasn't there, so yeah. I can't speak on it. But I do remember seeing online that he was someone who did not enjoy slave owning. Like, it, it made him uncomfortable. He didn't view these people as less than him, but acknowledged that they were in situations where they were less than him. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've read. So I don't, I don't know how accurate all that is, but that's what I've seen about him, yeah. Yeah, and... I get it. I, I totally understand why it's been changed for this. We are looking at it from a different light. And I I think it's um, it's important to remember, like we've already said, that this is not uh, historically accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another thing that is not true that was said in the musical is that John Adams fired Hamilton. That is incorrect. John Adams did not fire Hamilton. Hamilton actually resigned before John Adams took office, while Washington was still in office. Um, So those are a couple things. I know there's other stuff like Aaron Burr didn't actually shoot Hamilton until four years after the election or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's that's just a tiny bit of a time jump. (laughs) Just maybe a little bit. Um, But obviously we're not going to show the musical because who wants to go four years? Um, But, yeah, so those are, like, this musical is not super accurate, and it's not... um, completely everything it doesn't get everything that history shows but it does a good job in my opinion at showing alexander hamilton as a person who um instead of thinking that i'm just this nobody from i'm just this immigrant from nowhere who can't do anything to i am this immigrant from nowhere who is going to do something like i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna make it happen and i think um it's hamilton's character is really really well shown through this where he literally does everything he can he joins the army he becomes a general like he is the one who's writing all this stuff to um america and being like people we got to rise up we got to do all this stuff 
And so I think his character is really well done. And the way that he interacts with other characters totally makes sense. Like, I love how all these are founding fathers are butting heads. Yeah. Of course they would. They all think they're the best. They all think they know what's right for America. So, of course, you put them in the room and they butt heads and get uh, mad at each other. Um, but it's I think it's just really well done through the lens of history in a way that everyone can understand and everyone can enjoy. Yeah, totally agree. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's like that's like a lot of history stuff. I'm not a huge historian. Some people would be like, Wesley, you missed every other little bit of information you were supposed to talk about. I, I'm sorry. I'm just not a big history buff. It's like, Wesley, what about July 14th, 1776? Do you not remember that day? Like, uh... Unfortunately not. There was a I was looking up what things were wrong and what things were right in Hamilton and there was a like so many things. There's a lot of stuff and I could not cover it all. We'd be here for like 25 minutes of me just being like this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong, this is right. So, if you are really interested in that stuff, check it out. It's it's fairly interesting to read that read about all that. And if you're a historian, Maybe don't watch Hamilton looking for everything wrong about it and just watch Hamilton. If you're a historian and you're really into all that, watch it and just make notes of the things that weren't accurate and just acknowledge that because it's not its main goal at the end of the day. It is a musical. Mm -hmm. And first off, it is serious. There are sad songs, but it also it has to be fun. It's if a musical. You, if you are a historian, I think you will get more enjoyment out of the costumes and the props. Because, wow, some amazing costumes and props and set design. Um, really quickly, I'll just mention this since I brought it up. Um, the stage for Hamilton. So the stage for Hamilton is essentially there's a turntable in the middle. And this was specifically designed for Hamilton so that they can get those cool slow-mo shots and like stuff that looks... Um, like when they're doing the Ten Dual Commandments, so cool because they got their guns aimed at each other and it's rotating and they aren't moving mm -hmm. instead of them walking around each other, like that that kind of stuff. Specifically made for this, just to add that extra layer. And I think it's it's really well done, really well used, um, very cool. But let's get into a little bit of the music really quickly. I just had to, like, is that stage that nobody else has that? That's Hamilton's? Like? That's Hamilton's. It was built for Hamilton. That's really cool. They built it. We watched. We were watching a video about a little bit of backstage stuff for Broadway. Um, and they what they did was they actually built a rehearsal room with the stage mechanism in it so they could practice. Then when the stage got built, they built the turntable into that nice. as well. And then they were allowed to do it on the stage. Um, and, and I also want to mention, too, that it is a very barren stage. Yeah. Very minimal, no no huge, crazy set changes. And I love that. I really like that because I am a big believer on that you can make um, amazing shows out of, like, nothing. Yeah, it, it's the power of acting. The, the stage is so incredibly minuscule in regards to everything on it, but these performances are amazing. And by 30 minutes in, I don't even think I thought about the environment once. I was just totally focused on all the actors and all the musical numbers, and that's all that really matters. And I guess that's the whole thing about Broadway is it is the power of, of acting and of, of music, not anything to do with some crazy stage setup that has every single object that you're imagining would be there, but more about what they are able to convey through their bodies and through their uh, through their emotion. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure one of my acting professors told me this, but... Um, it's it's just like it's crazy to see how easily you can transport someone to a whole different world without the big fancy lights and the crazy sets and the cool props. Like 
these, if you look at the set of Hamilton, it's literally just a wooden backdrop. But it feels like it's in the era, and it doesn't, it's not overwhelming to the point where you're like, wow, look at that backdrop. It's right. just there to add on to what the characters are already doing. Right. It's that little sprinkle on top where it's like, it looks like you are, you, it doesn't look like you're in the trenches of like the Civil War, but as there's people running around with guns and doing these crazy moves and like lights flashing and stuff, you feel like you're in a fight. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the important part. It's not to, it's not a movie. It's not some crazy, huge budget, like uh, visual effects kind of movie. It is a Broadway show that when you are there in person and experience it, it's unlike anything else. Mm -hmm. And in regards to this, you know, not being a movie, I think I've seen a lot of movie podcasts sort of torn on covering Hamilton. And I think it's definitely close enough. This whole experience is you can still talk about this and view it in, in sort of the lens of a movie because it still has, you know, an arc and it is filmed like like a, a movie. Mm -hmm. Like it, it moves around the stage. So you do sort of get that movie feel. But Lynn has talked about in particular how there is a desire to make Hamilton into a film. And he said that once people have sat with it and once Hamilton has had its full impact that it has been having on the world, once that starts to die down, they want to make a, a movie of Hamilton, like a full-on in the Heights sort of thing like we were just talking about where it's like a full grand scale thing. And I think that would be amazing to see, especially after how much everybody has associated themselves with the original and the source material. They better have the original Broadway cast. If they don't, I'll be very upset. That's tr That would be amazing i'm sure maybe not everybody be able to come back but i'm hoping they at least get lynn back yeah true um but yeah like i think the difference between like the recorded version isn't a movie it's not a movie it's a recording of a broadway show yeah exactly but it is the best viewing you will probably ever get of that mm -hmm. broadway show um because a those the original cast doesn't perform it anymore and B, you get to see some crazy cool camera shots that you would never get to see if you were in the audience. Yeah. Plus, you only got to pay, like, what? How much is Disney Plus? Eight ninety nine a month? Six ninety nine. Six ninety nine a month compared to the Broadway seat prices, which are, like, $3,000 and your liver just yeah. to be able to sit in, like, the balcony. On When you walk into Hamilton, they're like, awesome. Thank you for buying a ticket. Now give us your hand. And they cut <laughs> off one finger of every person who enters the crowd. They take your pinky. Um, but I, like, it's a great, it's a great viewing and it's totally awesome that Disney plus put it on there. Cause I love it. Um, and I'll watch it. I'll probably watch it like a couple times. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about the hip hop music now. Yeah. So, I guess we've just generally talked about music, but as rap fans, which is, you know, both of us, we really love rap music. It's mm -hmm. important to dive into the actual rap factor of it. Yeah. So, um, uh, like almost all of this musical is music essentially there's very little actual normal dialogue in this um and lin-manuel miranda wrote a lot of the music like uh hamilton kind of started one of the very first clips i've seen of him at least performing anything is there's a clip where he goes and performs um alexander hamilton the opening song for um obama and when he's president um mm -hmm. It's in 2009. Yeah, it's, like, so early. And so, like, it had been in the works for a while. Um, but he has essentially had a lot of experience with hip-hop. Like, I was talking about the Freestyle Love Supreme thing he did. Um, uh, but I think it's a really great genre for 
these characters and what he's trying to say because what better genre for a man who goes from absolutely nothing to this amazing person all in his writing mm -hmm. than hip hop yeah like there is no better genre to show that uh, progression because that's what it's all about it's about what you say your words mm -hmm. and so I think it's a great genre to be put to this and it spices up the Broadway community so much because yes we still get these nods to these classic like kind of Broadway feel songs helpless is a good example exactly of that. helpless and all the stuff with uh, King George mm -hmm. um, but it's it's cool to see this hip-hop aspect come into it and really shine in this musical. Um, he, I think a lot of the music has amazing rhythm, crazy flows, like cool rhyme schemes. Like I was watching a breakdown of one of the songs, like the rhyme scheme to it, and it's, it, is, it must have taken so long to write. Oh, yeah. Like, and I think that really shows in the fact that uh, Lin-Manuel brought this to the White House, performed the first song, Alexander Hamilton, before... It was done and then didn't come back to play the full musical. He came in 2009, the first time he seen them. He didn't come back to play the full musical until 2016, mm -hmm. which just really shows, like, this took a long time. And it, and it would. I mean, he's really – he's making these intricate, detailed rap songs. Well, they're, they're not only rap. They're infusing all these other genres. Like, halfway through one song, you'll even get a beat switch, and then they'll start rapping. Like, there's a lot of little nuances with the rap music and how it plays into it and – I could imagine that writing something like this, first off, would be impossible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but second off, would take a long time if you were able to do it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, shout out to Lin-Manuel Miranda because he's got something special with the way he's able to write. Yeah, and a lot of the songs too have these cool little uh, nods to other hip-hop artists and stuff like that. Like one of my – one of the songs I really like, which is the first Cabinet Battle um, – it has a Busta Rhymes reference where they go, you don't have the votes, you don't have the votes, ah, ha, 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 That's like such a Busta Rhymes thing. Right, too. yeah. And so it's really cool to see that kind of stuff happen. And in other songs where, um, like the Reynolds, what's the song right before the Reynolds pamphlet? The one that is literally every single TikTok where it's like... Um, Hurricane. No, not Hurricane. Maybe it's not before the Reynolds pamphlet. It's a it's that one that everyone does the TikTok to where they're like, um, if I prove that I never broke the law, would you never ever tell another soul what you oh, saw? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was in the room where it the room. Uh, no, it's not the room where it happens. Where is it? One second. Stick Bear with, with us. We know it's we know. That's okay, yeah, yeah. In that song, um, I was watching somebody talk about this today. They actually switch up. If you listen to the music, it feels a little reggae, like it feels like it's got some reggae vibes to it, to poke fun at um, Hamilton's Hamilton being from the Caribbean. Right, like, okay. So it, it, that's them being like, we know everything about you, like you're done for, poking at being an immigrant, that kind of thing. Um, so it's cool little things like that where they add those, they take the music and they feed it to you in a way that you know, which is hip hop, but it's got this whole other deeper meaning to it. It's got these little things sprinkled in there. Like it is such a good soundtrack and I could listen to it until the day I die. Yeah. Guaranteed. I could totally do that. It's certainly been high up in what I've been listening to recently since first watching Hamilton. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of little uh, nods to artists. Like you, you mentioned Busta Rhymes. There's a lot of stuff towards uh, B.I.G. here. Mm -hmm. 
and there's some Tupac stuff. Like, obviously, it's paying roots to some of the first big rappers while also going into, you know, some of the more modern territory. And I think that's just really fun when you're telling his story, like you said, is having somebody who is a famous writer from that time frame and telling that mu- uh, telling that through music that is entirely comprised of writing is just really cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the, the music in this is just great. Yeah, and um, even, like, with the... I know a lot of people in the rap community, like, love this. Like, it's game-recognized game because... It's, it's so amazing, and we even get that a lot with, like, the Hamilton mixtape. Uh, I knew about it already, but you were like, yo, check out this mixtape. I hadn't listened to it at all. I was at work, and I found the Hamilton mixtape, and I was just, like, scrolling and started listening. I was like, oh, man, this is great. Exactly, because it's got, like, Chance the Rapper's on there. Busta Rhymes is on there. Wiz like, Khalifa's on there. Wiz Khalifa's on there. You got so many artists who are, like, they recognize that this is, this is hip-hop, this is rap, and... It's just in a different format, and that's okay because it does such a good job at it. I also had to say Queen Latifah is on there rapping yep. the fast verse from Satisfied, and I flipped when I heard her in it. Like, Nuts. She, she kills it. Nuts. And so I think this show does a really good job with the hip-hop genre, and I don't think there's any other genre that could have fit to it. No, I, I agree. But I think it does really well. Um, and you know what? While we're on it, let's talk about some of our favorite songs. I mean, we're at this point already. Yeah. So... I mean, I love so many songs off this. We were like, let's do a top three. And I was like, can we do a top five? And then we're just like, let's just pick some songs that we like. (laughs) It's too many. It's so hard to narrow it down because the thing about Hamilton's music is I don't think really anybody has one favorite song. I mean, maybe you do. Mm. If you do, that's awesome. But I think everybody's sort of divided for their top few favorites. Mm -hmm. So, like, some of my my favorites um, are... I think my favorite one of all time is The Story of Tonight. I like that. I told Hayden, I was like... Hayden, if the reprise of Story of Tonight does not get played at my wedding, I will be upset. Like I can agree with that. I mean, I live to see our glory, but I've seen wonders great and small. And if the tomcat can get married... When we, when we uh, are... There's hope for our ass after <laughs> all. There's a glass to freedom. It, oh, oh, man. You know, it's, it's so great. If I, love I was it. getting married and I heard that first line of story tonight i can promise you that every single person there would be holding their drinks up it'd be crazy i'd be like raise a glass to freedom something you will never see again <laughs> no matter what like it's so good i love that one um i love wait for it wait you really got me on wait for it um i was sleeping on wait for it yeah wait for it's my number one favorite i hate to interrupt your list mm-hmm. but i just wanted to put it out there wait for it is definitely my favorite and i played it for you in the car the other night we were, we were like, headbanging in yeah. the car Hamilton. <laughs> it was, like, parked on the side of the road, and one of our friends walks by, and he just starts, like, he's like, yeah, I know that song, and starts vibing to it on the street. That one, it just, it has such a, it feels like a giant stadium anthem. Like, it's this big song, and mm. it's just, it. I don't know, it feels like the biggest song. Like, if I had to, I don't know, it's just anthem is probably the best word to describe it wait for it just really feels like an an anthem i think it's it's awesome i think the reason why it works like that is because aaron burr's whole thing is wait for it wait for it and then this is kind of like he's still waiting but this song is like him being like i'm going to wait because i know my day will come and when it does i will be ready and you're like yes do that um so wait for it is amazing um i also really like washington on your side because um the word play in that and like David Diggs such does such a good job in that one as well. Yeah. 
Um, and speaking of David Diggs again, what did I miss? So good, man. It's an absolute vibe. Um, what did I miss? I want to mention this because um, really interesting uh, thematic thing. What did I miss is way more jazzy than anything else. Yeah. And a lot of people say that the reason it's jazzy is because um, Thomas Jefferson hasn't been in America for like a while now he's been in france and so he comes back and he still it's jazzy because he hasn't been around for a while yeah. and he hasn't realized the transition to hip-hop it's still jazz i feel i feel like what i missed was a big one that i was uh not listening to and i was i was definitely sleeping on when i had first finished watching hamilton and i sort of just glossed over that one and i was talking to uh chuck goes to the movies he's got a great podcast you should check him out uh, i was just talking to him on instagram and he brought up that that's one of his favorites and when he said that i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to it more and it managed to make its way as number four in my top five list. And that went from, mm. like, totally not on my list to very high up in my list. So, yeah, wait, uh, What I Miss is a fantastic song. I also really like the Cabinet Battle number one. Really good, really fun. Um, it's so cool to see these two. I think I like it the most because it's uh, – well, not the most, but I think the reason why I really like it is because we literally see two founding fathers having a rap battle. Yeah. When, like, and and the way they do everything is so good. The way that Hamilton comes back at um, Thomas Jefferson, so cool. Yeah, the rap battle, the cabinet battle, sorry, are are so fun in this. And just, yeah. it's even got, like, the whole, like, rap battle type beats. Like, I, I noticed that when the cabinet battles come on, they don't even sound like the type of beat. Like, yes, there's been rap music throughout this entire musical, but it's very specific with the instrumentals, but the cabinet battles are full-on, like, freestyle beats. Yeah, like, like, it's literally just like boom, ba, boom, boom, ba, doom, doom, boom. Yeah, it's like, like, the entire way through, it's just, like, solid four on the floor, like, whatever the heck, just going with it. It's so fun. I love it. I want to see somebody make a compilation of all the times we've sang or made random noises throughout this episode. Bro, I'm telling you, when I started to sing the story of tonight, I'm so off-key, but it's okay, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> it's making it in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, those are kind of my favorite songs. There's a lot of great other ones on there, like My Shot and Alexander Hamilton and like stuff like that. But I think the songs that really stick out to me or that I remember, um, like My Shot's kind of, I, I know everyone likes My Shot. My Shot's the classic, right. you know? Um, but those are kind of my favorites. And if you like Hamilton, you obviously like Alexander Hamilton or else you wouldn't have kept watching past yeah. the first song. I, I do want to say one thing about Alexander Hamilton, though. I love how it ends with Aaron Burr being like, and I'm the damn fool that shot. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so good. Everybody's anyway. can, it really just lays out the entire where the rest of the story is going to go in the very first song. Uh, I think my top five, if I had to rank them in top five, is Wait For It, followed by uh, Satisfied. I love Satisfied, and I think that um, just the, the vocal performance in that song from both the people singing is incredible and something about satisfied just hits like I'm, I'm sitting there in my car like my name is angelica skyler <laughs> um followed by the story of tonight is number three for me and i wish that song was longer but you have the reprisal so you can just listen to them back to back you technically have three reprisals of that yeah because i mean not really because the third one is um lawrence sings it like on the side when Hamilton gets the letter that he died, yeah, um, that he was killed, and so he kind of sings it a little bit, but not really. And then I have what did I miss, which I just mentioned is my number four, mm -hmm. and the the room where it happens is Very number good. five. But I was really torn between 
the room where it happens or who lives, who dies, who tells your story at the final spot. Also really good. I feel like I don't have enough emotional power ballads from this soundtrack in my top five. So just know that if there is a six on this list, I guess I've just made six on this list by saying that. But Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story is also very high up in in my favorite songs from this. We're going to find out. I'm going to listen back to this and see if you can hear this. But if anyone else can hear this, there's somebody mowing their lawn outside of Hayden's window. Um, I've listened to a couple podcasts this summer where you can just hear a lawnmower start in the background. I'm like, no podcast can escape the pain of a lawnmower starting in someone nearby's (laughs) lawn. Um, But yeah, anywho, sorry. Uh, Let's talk about the musical aspect of this movie now. The final frontier that I want to just mention is the musical aspect of this. So almost all of this musical is songs. There's very little normal dialogue. What do you think about that? Do you like that? Do you not? Um... Okay, so at first, since I don't have much experience with, with Broadway and the the type of musicals I usually watch are things like um, La La Land where there's a lot of dialogue in between songs and just that type of musical, it didn't bother me at all uh, in Hamilton. Once I got into the first few songs and I knew that all the lines of dialogue were going to be sang to each other or included in music, I just sort of hopped on along for the ride and just enjoyed every song and also took all the lyrics as story progression as well. It's. I think I like it a lot too, and I think it's it's very much of that classic um, uh, musical theater genre where it's essentially. I, I hate to, I hate to do this comparison, but it's like Cats, where it's all a musical. What have you done? There's very little talking. It's only. It's only to say that it's all musically. Um, there's no like normal dialogue. I, I also, while you just say that, I want to point out how hilarious how the only two musicals we've covered on this show are the worst musical of all time and what is arguably the best musical of all time. We don't have like a a musical a lot of people like. We have like, or we have a, a lot, blah, blah, blah. we don't have a musical that a lot of people sort of like. We have like people's all-time favorite or people's all-time least favorite on yeah. this show. Um, but it's, a, I think it's fine. I like it. I enjoy, the, I wasn't, I didn't actually know that it's all uh, musical. And so when the musicals just kept coming and kept coming, I was like, well, okay. I'm fine mm-hmm. with this. Yeah. I have no issues. Um, but yeah, I think I think the musical aspect of it all being sung is fine, and I enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah, it, it never bothered me. I think once you embrace the fact that it's a full-on musical in the traditional sense of, like, all of it is music, you, you should be able to just enjoy it if, if it's something you're into. Then the, the lack of dialogue in between the songs, I don't think, bothers many people. At least it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Like... I, I've done musicals before. I did Chicago. You guys came to see me when I did Chicago. Chicago's different where there is more talking um, and it's not all musical. Um, and I like that type of musical too. Uh, it just kind of depends on what the story is. Like this, they're able to tell the entire story through uh, music and through the rapping and all that. Chicago, you need a little dialogue to explain everything. And even the lines where there is dialogue in Hamilton, it, it's still sang, but my point being, there is still dialogue. Like there are There are parts where... Yes, it's in song, but they they talk like the characters mm-hmm. go. But like, not all the songs are full ballads of people just pouring their hearts out or or rapping. Like, there are songs where there are characters talking. Like Aaron Burser is a great example of like how that movie handles uh, dialogue. Yeah, because it's still a full song, but they're the wordplay where they're going back and forth. It's it's a conversation, and that that's why I think the rapping is so good because yeah. it allows them to keep that format while still being able to uh, have normal conversations. Yeah. Um. 
But I, another thing I want to talk about is the final gasp. So that Eliza lets out. Eliza lets out this final gasp at the very end. And I was talking to this with, I was talking about this. Um, and like, I know most people probably think it's her dying. Like it's her last like dying kind of thing. But there's this fourth wall breaking theory that our friend Kelsey was telling us about um, that I kind of knew about, didn't really. Um, but essentially, this is theory that her gasp is her actually breaking the fourth wall, seeing everyone there that's hearing Alexander's story. He always wanted um, the story to be told, and th this story is getting told, and it's her gasping at, like, realizing that there's people there. I think that's a really solid theory. I think I liked it the most. Yeah, I think that's the one I like the most. I... Because, like, her dying, that makes sense. Because they're literally, in the song, they're just talking about how she dies. Mm -hmm. um, but I like that idea. It, I think it's more, um, it ties into the theme of everything. Yeah, because better. the whole thing is who who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Mm -hmm. And it is her, I, I guess the best way of interpreting that is, yeah, she is seeing who tells his story. She is seeing that after all this time, there is this many people still invested in what Alexander has done and and the story that has been told through his life. And yeah, I think that's the best theory for that. I mean, the, the death one is certainly the easiest one to look at and the most common, but mm -hmm. I really do like that idea more. Yeah. And it, it's fun because this musical breaks the fourth wall all the time, especially with King George. Like he's constantly talking to the audience. Yeah. He, there's not a moment where he actually talks to another character in the show. Yeah. He is, it's, which I think is really cool. He essentially takes place, the place of the narrator. Even yeah. though you don't need him, but he's there to just be like, you'll be back soon, you'll see. You remember you belong to me. Welcome to the musical episode. Of the yeah. If you didn't realize <laughs> at this point, after I sang like four songs. Yeah, welcome to the Dive-In Music Cast. The Dive-In uh, Movie Cast musical episode. But yeah, so that's that's kind of what the ending, I like the interpreting of the ending to be. Uh, we're gonna have a little watch party of Hamilton again, um, with our friends Kelsey, the our friend who told us about this theory. Uh, she's the one kind of putting it on, so we're gonna watch this again. And I'll, at the end, I'll be like, "Yep, that's totally what the gasp is." I'll we're actually figure it out. I'm so excited to see this with like a a group of people. And on top of that, now that I know the music, like mm. I, I can't wait to have a few drinks and and sing along to the entire thing with a group of people who actually really enjoy this. Because when I mean, I watched it with people who enjoyed it. I watched it with two of our friends, uh, but you know, none of us had seen it. And our friend Braden, he knew all the music and everything, but I didn't know. I didn't know anything about this. So I'm excited to get like a, a big group now that I know what Hamilton is and I love Hamilton more than just knowing what it is. Now that I really care for it, I can't wait to to sing these songs in in a setting where uh, it's just going to be so much fun. And she said she's going to be making foods inspired by by uh, Hamilton and everything. So I'm really excited for that. Bro, you know what we're going to be doing. We'll watch it, have a couple drinks, and then we'll be like, I am not throwing away my shot. Take an actual shot. Like Every time he says shot in my shot, shot, you have to take a shot. Hamilton drinking game. You'll be blackout within the first few songs. Yeah, within the first. <laughs> like, the second song's called My Shot. You're going to get blackout. <laughs> you should take sips of beer. Do not take shots. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, you won't even make it to the King's first musical number if you, be doing, if you do it like that. I'm going to tell you what, you won't be back after that. <laughs> Let me tell you this, you won't be in the room where it happens. <laughs> you will be blackout on the floor. <laughs> but, yeah, don't do that, please. I don't want to be responsible for 
people going to the hospital. Yeah, I would because of my drinking game idea. <laughs> We're like Hamilton drinking game. Take a shot to every shot during my shot, or to every time he says shot during that, and oh, then geez. we check the news. That wouldn't be nice. No. Um, I guess to kind of wrap it up, wrap up the episode. I, I like. I really liked this musical. It my rating five out of five. If I could give it a six, I would. Um, it's a fat five out of five. Big fat five out of five. Um, it, it's just so good, and I think um, that this is kind of the kind of musical that, despite what seems like a very niche style, is made really accessible to anyone. And you don't just have to be interested in historical hip hop musicals because this is literally the only one I think. Um, but instead, uh, it's a good time for anyone who's into history or hip-hop or musicals. It's not this one little niche. I think if you enjoy any of those aspects, they all um, do a really good job at um, helping the other one along and really showing off the talents of each. And so, um, I really liked it. Five out of five. Ten out of ten, would recommend. Yeah, like in, in a day and age uh, where America's sort of, you know, re-looking at itself and re-looking at its history and everything like that. Hamilton's one of those things where you could look at it and be like, why is this uh, so important to so many people or why is this work in today's day and age? But it's one of those things where you really have to watch it to to understand what it's trying to do. And it, it does it very well. Once you've seen it and once you know what Hamilton is saying and what it is actively uh, trying to be, you will, I think you will love it. If it's, if it's your thing, I think you'll love it. I rate this a five out of five, like we said. Mm-hmm. Um, you should immediately check out Hamilton on Disney Plus. Get get a free subscription for thirty days if you don't already have one. Yeah. Or spend five ninety nine to watch something that would regularly cost you thousands. You're winning either way. Exactly. Um, and, and one last thing I realized I wanted to mention, I want to say bravo to all those actors. Like, David Diggs, he's one I want to bring up just specifically because he's not a Broadway performer. That's not what yeah. he does. He's primarily like like Hollywood, like big act. Yeah, exactly. Acting. And mm-hmm. so. To get to see him in that role is so much fun, and to get to see all these characters have so much fun, but also the time and effort and work that must have been put into this. Like, I feel bad for them because they have such so many layers to their clothes, they must be sweating profusely. Like, oh, I know yeah. there's some shots where you can see the beads of sweat on characters' faces. Oh, it'd be so hot with all the people in there and the outfits The people and the lights and the outfits. It is not easy to do that and so i like commend those actors because like that's what i might possibly end up wanting to do right at some point in the future like that's i love it so much and i love the the effort and the time that it takes and the commitment those people have to remember those songs i remember there was an interview with lin-manuel miranda and he was talking about what some of the hardest songs are and if you can make i think he said if you can make it through Alexander Hamilton and My Shot, you've got the rest of the show. Yeah. Because those are the two wordiest songs. And so, like, kudos to all those actors. Amazing job. So awesome. I will watch this musical, like, forever and ever and still love it regardless. Yeah, and like like you said, with so many musicals, um, the I mean, you didn't say this, but I'm going to lead into that. Mm. With so many musicals, there's a lot of shorter track listings. A lot of musicals are, are in the 25s to 30s, which is still a lot of work. And when you look at Hamilton, I think this musical has 56 songs. Yeah. And, and that's insane. Like, to think about the amount of choreography and the amount of just memorization. Like, I, I've seen things with the actors of this where 
they've done the show like night after night after night after night and they still forget a line and i'm like that would happen like there's mm-hmm. there's so much you're being asked to learn and memorize and all the choreography is the most impressive thing to me when you think about like people's bodies moving perfectly lined up for two and a half hours how do you do that i know it's it's nuts like the amount of practice that it takes um like there will be scenes where they will practice it for days and days on end just to get everything right um like a singular scene for days exactly there's so much to go on um but i one thing i want to talk about i can't remember what song it is um, but it's after like a really sappy song. I love this. The fact that they just break the fourth wall a little bit right here. Um, they come in and they're like, can we get back to politics? And like, I, I think it's like, I can't remember who it is. One of them's like wiping away the tears in his eyes. Like, yes, please. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. The little things like that. Um, but I, I think the soundtrack's amazing. I think the characters are amazing. The dancing's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, the performances just need to be um, recognized for mm-hmm. for years to come. When you look at this cast and, and you think about this, like this is something special. I think Hamilton is is truly, as somebody who is not typically a fan of, of Broadway, this could serve as the catalyst for me to uh, get very into that. Like I'm very excited for Dear Evan Hansen now. Yeah, uh, the movie for it. I would love to see the Broadway show for it, but the only thing that I have as somebody who lives in Nova Scotia is the movies <laughs> or the stage recordings. Um, Dear Evan Hansen, and like I said, In the Heights, and if there's more, please do let me know because I think I, this is something I could be really into. I really like musicals like Dude, this. I you have a whole world to show me. I remember after you watched the Hamilton, you were just like, like, Dude, have you heard about the Dear Evan Hansen movie? Like, Have you heard about this musical number? Have you heard about all the stuff? I'm like... Are you on some kind of musical kick right now? Like, what's going on? You'll have to watch um, Book of Mormon next. <laughs> have you ever seen Book of Mormon? No. Dude, I'm going to show you a song from Book of Mormon after this, but Book of Mormon's a classic. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's just about everything I have to say about Hamilton. You have? Do you have anything else? I just want to go back to the quote that is the tagline for this movie because I feel like it just, with a couple words, it says it so well. Hamilton is America then being told through America now. You mm. are seeing... It's essentially how history should have looked. Yeah. It being like by taking the inclusion and the, and the diversity and telling history through it, I think it, it serves to show where things could have been. And, you know, obviously there is a lot of work to go in regards to uh, diversity and racism and inclusion. But I think Hamilton is certainly a good start. Yeah. For a, a uh, more diverse uh Cinemascape, I guess. Not Cinemascape, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like a more diverse world. Like yeah. where now at this point in our world, um, things are so much more different than they were back when those history books were written and all that stuff. And so I think Hamilton is an amazing way to tell history through a lens that is available to everyone, that they can all understand, even though some people might be like, it's too loud. <laughs> we have a friend whose who's, uh, grandmother was not a fan. Um but regardless, it is an amazing show that shows uh, Alexander Hamilton on his rise to make America, essentially. I want to show a racist who plays Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton just to see the reaction and be like, by the way, he is also incredible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like just take a racist and be like, yeah, this is this is your founding father and he is amazing in this role. So take that. And I, I, think, I think also it just – it takes 
what we usually think about American politics. Like, I would have known none of this. I wouldn't have researched any of it if not for Hamilton. Right. So I think it's a great way to make, to show how this, a lot of people think history is boring. Mm-hmm. No one likes to listen to history lectures and stuff in school. But I think it's an amazing way to show that we can take the history that we have um, and that we know and we think is boring and make it into this amazing thing that everyone can learn about and hear about and like enjoy. Yeah, I, I do not care about – I mean do not care is the wrong uh, phrasing, but I'm not somebody who would ever be interested in American politics. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you give me something like Hamilton, at first I, I look at it and I'm like, oh, I won't enjoy that. But once you watch it and you see what they're doing with it, it's just great. And you should go watch it immediately. I think that's all I have to say is yeah. Hamilton is amazing. We've talked about it for an hour and ten minutes. I think this very well might be our longest episode. It, I think it might hit the longest episode. I think we just mark. did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for hearing this episode of Hamilton. Um, this is an amazing musical. Keep bumping them tunes because I, you know, I'll be. You'll see me driving down the road, and as my car go by, you'll hear. I am not throwing away my. But yeah, so if you enjoyed this episode. Check out some of our other episodes. We're available on literally any streaming service, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, all that stuff. Um, you can check us out on Instagram as well at the Dive In Movie Cast, where we post a bunch of um, other videos and stuff and movie ratings and things like that. And you can also find us on our in- individual Instagrams. I am at Wesley Giffen. And I am at Hayden Kutris, and I have the same name on Letterboxd. And it's the same name for me as well. So if you want to check out our ratings for movies and things like that, you can find it there. But yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, and we'll see you guys later. Yeah, subscribe. Uh, follow us so you can stay in the room where it happened every Sunday. <gasps> ah, you got it. I was look, I was trying to think of one to be funny at the very end. I couldn't <laughs> think of one, but you, you saved it. I was silent for the last two minutes, so I wouldn't forget that. Dude, I guess you could say you were just going to wait for it. Okay, we got we to gotta stop <laughs> we the episode stop. here. This is too perfect. <laughs> okay, see you guys later. Thanks for listening. See you on the next episode.